0: Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic, Are Authentic YouTubers Going to Disappear? So I was browsing TikTok, and a TikToker was talking about a YouTube video. And in that YouTube video, this tweet was included. And I found this tweet interesting, so I wanted to show it to you guys to see if you agree with it. Dude called Jay Alto. They say, The evolution of YouTube. 2005 to 2006 was the experimental era. As in, me at the zoo. You know, the first ever YouTube video. 2006 to 2008 was the viral era, as in like Charlie bit my finger. 2008 to 2011 was the skit era, aka like Smosh. 2011 to 2015 was the personality era, aka PewDiePie. 2015 to 2018 was the connection era, aka Casey Neistat, you know, doing vlogs every day. 2018 to 2023 was the sensational era, aka Mr. Beast. I look at this and go, I'm not sure you can really simplify those errors of YouTube in that way. Surely like that Ray William Johnson isn't mentioned here somewhere is weird considering he was like the biggest thing on the platform for a while. And he was ultimately aggregating like the viral kind of clips on the platform to one place and dominating through that mechanism. As well, calling this the personality era rather than like the gaming era. Sounds kind of weird to me. Seems highly reductionist. Yeah, I I think in a way, whenever you make a timeline of anything, you have to be somewhat reductionist. But this is a bit too much that way for me. One of the things that people brought up when looking at this was what's the next era going to be? If it makes sense to look at YouTube in eras, what's the next era going to be? And people down here said 2023 to 2025. Who knows? Maybe that's the authenticity era where we move out of this sensationalist fake garbage and, and people are, are more real and people respect that. I don't really think you can have an error based on authenticity, though. I think authenticity has always been respected to some degree. What I think we've moved into on YouTube, again, if we're gonna go with this whole idea of calling it different errors, the error that we're in is the YouTuber as a company. We've probably already drifted into that from before, but it is now more than ever a thing where it is expected that every YouTuber isn't just YouTuber, That they're on 57 different other platforms and they have like a staff of people behind them or helping them to do stuff. To be competitive, you need like a team of people. I saw recently a a TikTok where a person was like, oh yeah, I wrote an entire video for Veritasium. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense that Veritasium wouldn't write his scripts for his videos necessarily. But I didn't really make that connection because like Veritasium doesn't release that many videos. I shouldn't say things uh, and just assume that you guys know who Veritasium is. So Veritasium is a science YouTuber, makes uh, video essays about different scientific topics, uh, it's, it's sort of like Tom Scott, but more specifically about science. Gets, you know, 5 million views a video basically, releases uh, a couple a month. I remember distinctly, in years past, seeing videos where people would be like, I can't imagine getting people to help me with stuff, like I like doing everything myself. But I think that mentality is going the way of the dodo in that either people just understand that it is beneficial to have people help you on YouTube and that you've got to be competitive. You need people to help you with stuff or that the people who maintain that kind of mentality just die off because they can't compete. And that's the era that I think we're in. Would you call it inauthentic to have people working for you and that YouTube is more of a business than ever before? Like I would almost call this era of YouTube the death of the YouTuber. There is no YouTuber anymore. There is the content creator the guy who's on TikTok, on youtube on instagram on facebook in ages past people would be comfortable being just a youtuber especially if people top less and less that is the case this hasn't started right now but i think this is just continuing to be cemented and i don't think it's ever going to change you wouldn't call it inauthentic more like impersonal perhaps like finding out that veritasium doesn't personally write his video essays isn't a surprise to me i don't really watch his stuff much anymore but that does make the video feel less personal and i'm sure for you guys when many of you find out that i don't edit all my videos or whatever for some of you like oh really that's kind of that kind of sucks this video is less a dark viper au passion project and more a dark viper au thing that he did that someone else edited you know i think it's a little bit different for my content because so much of it is still my humor i am doing things and, and working to do something i have a particular start and goal in mind that i'm working to achieve then another people helps bring to reality and and, and make better for you guys but obviously i'm still very much so involved in that process where hypothetically speaking there are channels that do video essays where the only involvement they have is just being the voice where once upon a time maybe years ago they did the idea the scripts the recording the editing and so on but now they're just a brand a voice that reads the script that viewers can latch onto thinking it's that creator actually making the stuff, but in reality, they're just reading a script thrown in front of them. That feels inauthentic, right? And it's hard to know which channels are like that now. But I I think at this point, it's just best to assume that any big channel is not just one guy making stuff they're passionate about. It's more than likely a team of people all working together to make stuff. I guess maybe live streaming is like that one bastion where it will always feel personal because I'm live, I'm here, I'm looking at you, you know? And there's no way to remove that. I'm not sure to what degree I agree with this, and i'm not sure to what degree i can really agree with these people or at least their hopes that there's going to be an authenticity era of youtube moving in the future youtube is just too much of a business now for that to really happen i think if anything i think value will continue to be given to people who can act authentic irrespective of their degree of actual authenticity like there are people on youtube right now making millions upon millions of dollars who I know for reasons, I can point at them and say they are completely inauthentic. But I'm sure their viewers would look at them and go, Oh, this person is just so authentic and one of us and one of the people and, and da, da da When in reality, they're completely not, you know? Do my rambles actually perform better than before? Flaming Burrito asks, Do the videos on the Rambles channel have higher retention rate compared to the vids on the main channel? I'm asking this because the Rambles channel has a different type of audience that is interested in hearing your thoughts. I'm not sure it's necessarily a different type of audience, but to some degree, how high your retention rate on your video is dependent upon how well your video is targeted to the people who actually want to watch it. Like if you had the most amazing video ever, and you only like the algorithm only showed it to people who had no interest in it, obviously the retention rate would be very very low. Everyone would be clicking off the video after like a minute. But if you if you target a garbage video to the ten people in the universe who want to watch it, it's gonna have a hundred percent retention. It's gonna be amazing. If your retention on your video is really really high, it doesn't necessarily mean it's like a banging video that everyone's gonna love. It, it can just mean that the algorithm's quite good at pinpointing the exact people who want to watch that video. The retention rate for my videos when they're just av- available to members is like in the 60 percent regardless of how long the video is because my members are my most my most engaged most interested video uh, viewers with my content and so obviously on average they're gonna get very far into the video so all awards 10 hasn't released to the public yet but it's uh available for members who've watched it 1.1 thousand times and uh as you can see the retention graph here it's way higher than average the average being gray down here Although that could just mean that it's a banging video, which it is, which I guess most people will find out when it releases. But um, what I'm saying is, on the main channel, I think that the algorithm had a lesser ability to target the Ramble videos as readily as it can when it has a channel dedicated exclusively to that. Consequently, I would suspect, and I'm pretty confident this is the case, that the Rambles on the main channel did have a lower retention and a lower click through rate. Another thing that could also explain that though, is that the rambles that, that are being made right now are of a higher quality than the ones that I used to make on the main channel. My rambles on the main channel used to be done while I was playing a game. They were often poorly edited, they didn't have as good a thumbnail, and all this of course being changed for the new channel, uh, them being high quality, of course they're therefore going to have a higher retention. So better targeting, higher quality, the rambles on the ramble channel will have a higher retention than on the main channel. Or the old ones on the main channel I mean. I guess I can look up one at random, but one ramble at random is not going to be indicative of everything necessarily. Honestly, doesn't look that different. Looking at this, although it has double the views, but like I picked two at random. This GT5 one, average view duration nine minutes and eighteen seconds. This random one about Aiden Ross, whatever. It's one of the later ones, so it was actually it's one of the higher quality ones because it was only nine months ago. But it, it also had you know nine minutes, forty percent retention. Graphs look somewhat similar, so maybe not as big a difference as I think. Who knows? Let me find uh, like an older one before I started doing this more dedicated ramble stuff. Go back to 2021. <laughs> Honestly, it's still, well, it's a little bit worse. At least as far as the retention graph is concerned down here. But it's about the same, really. So maybe it's all in my head that the rambles actually doing better than before. Well, well they are clearly still doing better because we're getting out more of them than before. But um, maybe the, the stats are about the same. Who's to say? Because even this one from 2021, I was still getting 70,000 views, which is what they're getting now on the side channel. But all the other advantages that I talk about as to having the side channel with the rambles still apply, in that I can release far more and have people dedicated to working on them and all that jazz. But yeah, maybe not retaining people as readily as it was before. In that I guess maybe the algorithm was proficient on the main channel at targeting people with the videos as readily as it is on the side channel. I am collabing with Kanye West. So I had a TikTok involving me go pretty viral. It is this one where it is just, at least it starts with a clip of one of my facts and glitches and then it goes the direction that uh, I didn't predict. I'm sure you're familiar with the random event where Trevor gets tased and wakes up on some train tracks. Well, if you place some C4 and approach it from this angle, you can kill the guy after he tases you. This makes the game unable to remove the flashing lights. And so the rest of the the TikTok, the whole almost four minutes of it, is just flashing lights by Kanye West. I was like, that's a pretty funny joke, but does it really make sense for it to have gotten 458,000 likes? Like that represents like tens of millions of views. More people have seen that fact because of this meme than any time I've ever presented it to anyone ever. Have you ever seen AU and Kanye West in the same room? Didn't think so. It won't load, but I swear if it, if it's Dark Viper EU talking about the random Trevor event mixed into flashing lights by Kanye West, I'm going to lose it. Dark Viper AU and Kanye collab? I love these memes so much because I was legit thinking it was the Dark Viper AU video. They got Dark Viper EU. I'm indeed Kanye West. He even made the description unexpected. What's that? What's the description? <laughs> it just says GT5 facts and glitches. It's hashtag Dark Viper AU did that mean where it just cuts to a Kanye West song because of the name of his song can be so annoying like sometimes I'm genuinely invested into a TikTok and then it just cuts to a photo of Kanye and his song like bruh I've never run across this phenomenon I I think it's quite funny I accidentally spread misinformation so as you guys likely know on my Viper Rambles channel I release like three or four shorts a day cut up from my old content and On occasion, some of them pop off and get many millions of views. Not very often, mind you, but sometimes. And this is one that popped off recently. Have you guys ever heard the expression, blood is thicker than water? Because this quote is used to mean that, you know, your family is more important than anything. The full quote is actually, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. And it's meant to mean that the family you choose is more important than the family that you don't. Right? The original quote is meant to mean the exact opposite of how the shortened version is used. Yeah, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. The original quote is way better. As it turns out, that is complete bullshit. This thing got 1.5 million views, 112,000 likes, and someone left a comment like, Ah, sounds nice, I know, but look up Wikipedia, turns out that's wrong. I was like, really? Like I don't normally just repeat stuff that I hear. I mean, I can be wrong sometimes, and I can't remember when I first heard this, but usually, like something has to come from a trusted source, so I have to actually look into things before I will bother speaking about them on stream or what have you. But as I say, I will will occasionally get things wrong, but regardless, I did look into it, and there doesn't seem to be much evidence that this is true at all. There are people claiming this is true, certainly, but the amount of evidence to support it is not really there, right? Blood is thicker than water is a proverb in English, meaning that familial bonds will always be stronger than other relationships. The oldest record of this saying can be traced back to the 12th century in German. And there's nothing in here that is suggestive that another interpretation is older, and nothing I could find online is suggestive of that either. And I think maybe it's just like, because I prefer, you know, I'm biased and I prefer the reinterpretation, the other quote more. I'm like, that other quote does exist, but it seems to be a more modern reinterpretation. At the very least, the claim that this was the original quote in history is more than likely wrong. And so I have inadvertently contributed to the wider amounts of misinformation on the internet, and that makes me feel bad. The second I realized, I of course unlisted it because I I don't want to misinform additional people. And to defend myself, obviously this is not super important in the wide scheme of things, but yeah, I don't like that. So anyone who got misled by this, I apologize. Blood is thicker than water is a quote that goes back, you know, many, many, many centuries, has been said in a variety of different ways. There have been some quotes that give forth the opposite interpretation, but it does seem as though the claim that the opposite meaning that being that the bonds you choose are more important than the bonds you're born with, the claim that that came first is not substantiated as far as I'm aware. Sorry about that. Was I right to delete this joke? I made a controversial tweet that I Deleted fairly quickly. It came with three images. The first, Viper is trending with 14.3 thousand posts. That's a lot of posts. I followed that up with my despair emote. He's like, oh no. And then, this picture of this news article. Viper the rapper accused of kidnapping woman, holding her against her will for four to five years at SE Houston home. So to this, I tweeted, hey, I am trending clicks. Oh no. I have never rapped a day in my life, I swear. This dude took the misspelling of rapper a bit too seriously. Now, even when writing that, I was like, is this in bad taste? Like, the joke is obvious. But is this is this too much making light of this situation? I actually left it and then like came back like an hour later. I'm like, nah, this is fine. Like it, it it's it's fine, you know. Especially in light of like, obviously people do misspell rapper very frequently, like this, for example, here. Completely unrelated, Dev tweeted out, Speaking of ludicrous, He out-raped Nas on Made You Look Remix Stop Luda Is Nice. He goofy, but he can rap with the best of them. Okay, it's a weird thing, but like the first response is, HE DID WHAT?! Regardless of how much sense my tweet made. Obviously, some people still did take it as uh, a bit insensitive. This tweet is so ass. you won't match Viper the Rapper ever. Okay, I guess this tweet is just insulting me for insulting Viper the Rapper. Never mind. But this one, not the sort of thing you should joke about, my dude. And, worst tweet I've ever seen, sorry. And, what a weird tweet to make. And, holy shit, this tweet fucking sucks. And I was like, okay, I've clearly misread, you know, how, I guess, insensitive this tweet was, so I deleted it. Just answer them, you don't have a blue checkmark, don't talk to me. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, they have a point. Obviously, very serious situation, a terrible situation for a person. And, there's no humor in that situation, obviously. But there is some humor in... I guess, ways of seeing my name in association with the event. But, yeah, I I don't know. It just didn't seem worth keeping up. If you disagree with me, sorry that I took down my tweet. (laughs) It's funny, put it again on Twitter. It's not that funny. I think looking younger is better for my business. So, I ran across a TikTok where this woman was like, I can't believe this Jordan guy is 26. And if you've run across his content, I also didn't expect him to be 26, and he tells a little story here about what it was like, you know, living his life, looking like he's in his 40s, and how companies will reach out to him and be like, "Yo, you can um advertise our stuff that 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 turns your gray hairs, uh, it, it colors them or whatever." One, I also was very surprised that this Jordan fella is uh not in his at least 30s. To find out that he was 26 was a huge fucking surprise. And everyone in chat's like, "He's 26." Like, look, look at him, look at him. Where, where's a picture of his entire face? Like, look, look at his face there. You're telling me this man is 26? I mean, he looks good. As in like, it's sometimes insulting to say a person is like older than they actually are, but they look good irrespective of their age. It's, it's not calling them like aged before their time or something in a way that looks ugly, like they've been smoking or something, you know? Regardless though, I guess the reason why this came to mind was because I was a person who always looked younger than I actually was. Some people end up being surprised that I'm 32. Almost 33. it be 33 in March. People say that I, I look like I could be in my, my 20s, or at least they did before I started getting so much gray hair. Like, when I've got, it's got all this here, like, like I think I benefited in this career, this industry, from looking younger than I actually was. Like, obviously, 32 ain't that old. But I think people confusing me for being in my 20s was still good, you know? So I ultimately would like to dye my hair brown, like, as, as often as possible. But, like, you can't permanently dye your hair brown, chat. You gotta do it, like, continuously, all the fucking time. I did it once, and I I took like three goes before it was sufficiently removed the grey from my facial hair. Regardless, what I'm getting at here is, uh, grey hair sucks. Basically, I would like to get sponsored by the guys that are reaching out to Jordan for the grey hair to brown hair stuff, so I can get their stuff for free and have reason to use it. I haven't washed this shirt in over three months. What's that light spot next to your face? Oh! Funny story, so I've been working to finish recording my essay, my anti-react essay or whatever, my response video that I I, I finished writing back in October. It's currently January uh, 9th, so that's October 9th, no, it it's episode, like 3-4 months. And I started recording the script into a camera wearing this shirt. So every single time I go to sit down to record more of the script into a camera, I wear this shirt. So this shirt has been in this room for three to four months. I don't really smell that much. It, it, it smells fine. But I've had to look at this shirt, like mocking me in the corner for so many months, being like, you, you need to finish recording that essay. What are you doing? You need to wash your shirt. Finish recording it. Like my hair has at the beginning footage. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. There's me at the beginning and with shorter hair, same, like the shirt I'm talking about here. The lighting looks different as well. And here's like the final part. Okay, maybe my hair doesn't look that different. Did I get a haircut and then it just coincidentally grew out to like being a similar length? Oh, here, like here, like in the middle here. Like my hair is a lot longer here. It's going to be like really, really obvious that I'm shooting footage at at different times with different levels of energy, with different lightings, with, with different hair styles. But I'm just so bad at recording scripted video essays. And I'm just not as passionate as I was when I was writing the script. But I will get it done one day. I cannot stop eating these addictive lollipops. This is a terrible picture of me, highlighting how bad I was feeling that day, but I made a mistake chat and I purchased these again. Why do I do this to myself? So these are my favorite lollipop of all time. They're basically just pure sherbet. They're from my childhood. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I'll just have one, okay? Just, just one. And then like, I'm sitting down in my chair, and I'm like, I should have another one. And I'll like get out, up, out of my chair, go to the other room, grab a, a lollipop, come back, I'll sit down, and I'll be like, Oh, I already finished that lollipop. And it would just be me getting up over and over again, going to the other room, grabbing one, and being like, This is fucking stupid. Why am I doing this? So I'll grab the entire tub of lollipops, put it next to me while I'm at my table here, and just keep eating them. And I can't, I, I can't stop. They're just so good. Until eventually, I realize that there's no amount of these lollipops will make me feel good. They will just continue to make me feel worse and worse as I continue to eat them, because they're just so fucking bad for you, until I chuck them out. I have yet to ever buy a tub of these and actually finish them because more rational minds eventually takes over and goes, No! Get rid of these things! They're destroying my life! And I just chuck them in the bin, and I and 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 then I get rid of them. Like, they're out there right now. I could go get them. Like, I know I could go get them, but, but they will eventually be taken by the fucking trash people. They're coming today, and that's for the that's really good, okay? I love these lollipops so much, but they're just so fucking bad for you, and they make me feel so seedy because I just can't stop eating them ship them to us. you could buy them online if you wanted to what are they called again you just look up sherpa lollipops and they're, they're, they're there there is nothing better than these things dude nothing don't get these larger ones though they're terrible you, you, you gotta get the exact size one here these small ones and get them everywhere because you're just so good so basically, i wanted to communicate that i won a battle chat i threw them away i got rid of them i beat my addiction and you can too at least i beat it until i buy them again <laughs> this is the best speedrunning joke i've ever seen so, obviously, I don't just like to show things that I don't necessarily have something to build upon or add to. But there was something very funny that I saw on Twitter that if I don't show it in rambles, it's just gonna be lost to time. And so I'm gonna make an exception in this one case. From Ultimate Shadow X, they tweeted this out No major glitch, glitchless, and any percent speedrunners. And it's a clip of Ed, Ed, and Eddie. It's only seven seconds. <laughs> That might be the best joke I've ever seen related to speedrunning. So, no major glitch. Glitchless. Any percent. <laughs> what do you mean you don't get it? So, no major glitch is Ed here going over the gate. It's not a major glitch. It's it's a glitch. Like, he's, he's obviously misusing the door, but it's not like... Game breaking or something. And then glitchless is Ed, oh, this is Ed as well, right? Another Ed with two Ds. Him actually opening the door because that's glitchless. Like he's doing everything appropriately. And then any person that comes along and just breaks the fabric of reality and goes through the hole. That is speedrunning categories. So perfectly defined in seven seconds. Lovely. Might be, honestly, my favorite speedrunning joke I've ever seen. And of course, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, a banging show from my childhood. You should set the world record for fastest person to like and subscribe. Thank you for watching, and I wish you all the best.